welcome to the Pleasurable Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rose, and business success and mindset coach, speaker, corporate dropout turned entrepreneur, and the host of the Embodied Coach Masterclass. And I am on a mission to inspire as many people as I possibly can to step into their power, recognize their unconditional worthiness, and ultimately build a life they are absolutely obsessed with. And through this podcast, I will be spreading my message along with some powerful guest speakers, and we will be talking all things business strategy, mindset, manifesting, and of course, making your success a pleasure-filled experience. So join us in making our reality exceed our wildest dreams. my goddess. I am so excited for today's episode. It is lit, like so fire. I've got the amazing Reagan Lumpkins in the house today. And Reagan is a money mindset and business coach that helps female coaches stop feeling weird around money. And she helps them find an aligned sales strategy that allows them to master selling so they can get booked out with high ticket clients. I love it. And her mission is to help very ambitious female entrepreneurs step fully into their power and make endless income and impact. And you know, I am here for it. (laughs) And that is literally what we are going to be talking about today in this episode. We are cutting out the bullshit when it comes to selling high ticket sales. And we're just diving into what it actually takes to sign these high end clients in your coaching business. So If you are an entrepreneur, particularly in a service-based industry like coaching, then babe, get your pen and notepad out because we are dropping some serious value here that if you apply it, it's going to dramatically transform your results for the better. Take my word for it. Get your pen and paper and let's do it. So before we dive into that though, before we dive into this juicy episode, I have two things that I have to tell you. One. You should already know this if you listened to the last episode. The wait list for the Embodied Coach Masterclass is up and running and getting filled quickly. So if you want to start your coaching business and you are eager for the frameworks on how to build one that is successful and aligned with your purpose, then get your cute little tushy on the wait list so that you can get a discount when application time starts. And... If you haven't already seen on social media, but I have officially announced doors are open for my newest course, Alive and Aligned. I really just cannot be more excited about it. Alive and Aligned is a self-paced introductory course for my fellow goddesses who are entering into the world of personal development, spiritual growth, (laughs) mindset reprogramming, manifesting, and just living a life by design. So if you've been wanting to learn more from me in a much deeper capacity, but you're just not in the world of entrepreneurship, then this course is for you. I dive deep into what an alive and aligned life even is, how to step into the higher version of yourself, the science behind your mind and how you can reprogram it to be in alignment with your heart. I also touch on 
money mindset and prosperous energetics. So you can reshape your relationship with money and start to attract more abundance and prosperity into your life and make a fuck ton of money so you can live lavishly and make a bigger impact in this world. We also go into divine feminine and masculine embodiment so you can start to feel like a total badass who gets shit done while also being soft, gentle, and safe to just be and surrender and receive. I also dive into magic manifesting where I touch on the actual science behind manifesting and different ways for you to manifest more powerfully, including orgasmic manifestation. And that's not something that you're going to want to miss. Let's just say that. (laughs) And I also am providing you guys with a bonus module called Pleasure Illuminating, which is all about just living a yummy turned on life. And who doesn't want that, right? (laughs) It also includes soul work that will breed transformation, guided meditations, over 50 journal prompts, my ritual guide, and of course, space holding from me. And since we are officially in my birthday month, I have decided to offer you all of this for half off its standard price of $444. So all in the month of February, you can get all of this for $222. So if this is just calling your name and you're like, yas, finally, then you got to listen to that. (laughs) You got to listen to that little voice inside your head that is saying that this is everything that you've ever wanted. So Go to the show notes, click the link. It'll take you to the landing page that will tell you even more details about it. And if it feels right, follow that. Trust that. Know that it feels right for a reason. And get it all today. Start your journey into a full-on life that you are in love with, including loving who you are. So get started today, my love. That sounds like a plan. Maybe we should start diving into the episode for today, shall we? (laughs) Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Reagan. Hey. How you doing, girl? Girl, I am so excited to be here. It's Wednesday. It's amazing. I'm just pumped. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good. That's the energy we like to bring here to the Pledgeable Success Podcast. I'm excited to have you and I'm so excited for this topic we're diving into today. It's so juicy. It's so potent and I know it's going to be so relevant for the listeners. So you guys today, Reagan and I are diving into selling high ticket coaching services. This is a good one. This is juicy filled. We're going to have a lot of magic in this call. So, or in this podcast, rather (laughs) (laughs) call bad guys. I'm looking at her. So it feels like a call, but, um, we're going to be diving in deep. So feel free to get your notepads out. If you're a coach and you're trying to figure out how to sell high-end coaching services, because we're going to have some answers for you today. So Reagan, tell us about you. Tell us who you are. What do you do? What's your sign? (laughs) Oh my gosh, y'all. I am so excited to be here. And yes, it is bring the tea because this is about to be piping hot. We're going to give you guys all the deets on how to sign high ticket clients. So um, I'm an online business coach and money mindset coach because here's the truth. You can't have one without the other in my perspective. And I'm here to help women sign high ticket clients so that they can literally live out their purpose and mission. I'm a Taurus. You asked for my sign. Ooh, Taurus. 
Um, I'm a dog mom to a retriever and a doodle, like, and I'm addicted to coffee. So that is the fun things about me. <laughs> Amazing. We're so happy you're here. I'm a dog mom too. So I love it. And I as well, am super passionate about helping women sign high ticket coaching services because, you know, we need some dangerously woke and really wealthy woman out there to make mm -hmm. a big difference in this world. So how did you get to this point in your coaching business where you're now teaching people how to sign high ticket clients? Yeah, I love this question. Y'all are going to flip. I used to be a blogger and influencer. Like that was what I thought I wanted to do. So I was a behavioral cognitive coach in my corporate job and I despise my corporate job, which I'm sure a lot of you can probably understand. That's why we create our own dream life. Mm -hmm. And I started out with blogging and influencing. I was like, okay, I need to get out. This seems fun. I can take cute photos. Um, ended up hating taking photos, the very essence of being a blogger yeah. and influencer. And y'all I'm using quotations. Like I was not big. I had like less than a thousand followers. Like I was just trying to do my own thing. And by fate in the universe, I was supposed to be going to this, uh, wedding dress fitting with my friend and she canceled and I had the day off and I booked, you know, I, I claimed my spot in a free webinar. This is before I even knew coaching was a thing. And it was all about how to make money from your passions. And from that space, it's kind of weird. Like every step I took just got me closer to what I wanted to do. So I found the coaching world by being like, is there someone who can help me? Is there someone I can bounce ideas off of? Cause I had just come off of a launch that was a total flop y'all like literally crickets quit before it was over. I didn't even know what I was doing. Okay? Been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about being transparent. Okay. And then um, I hired a coach. I found her on a hashtag because I didn't know this was an industry. Hired the first person I met. And I was like, wow, I really love this. I love the container. So um, bringing in everything I kind of learned from influencing. I have a minor in leadership and wound it up business coaching. Um, and then money mindset kind of came later because I had to go through a whole year of healing my money mindset. So that's my wild ride. That's why I tell people just trust your next best step, what you feel called to, because eventually you'll land where you're supposed to be. You always do. You're so right. Like I have such a, such a similar story. Like I had, when I first quit my corporate job, I went into network marketing because I thought that that's what everyone was doing. That's what you're supposed to do. If you want to be an online influencer in a sense, <laughs> like, Oh yeah, be, be in network marketing. And it was a, a great stepping stone to get me to where I wanted to go. But it wasn't my end all be all. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely can relate. And I'm so happy that you ended in this place and that you incorporate money mindset with online business coaching because they, they are hand in hand. Like you said, you can't have one without the other sister. It's no. so good. They're besties, man. Yeah, they sure <laughs> are. So, um, let's dive into some juiciness. Ooh. Okay. My first question for you, Reagan is how can people get to a place in their business? Let's say, let's give like an actual example. They're a coach. They want to be a coach. They haven't signed a client yet. They're absolutely fucking terrified of selling. <laughs> <laughs> how can they start to feel excited about sales? Oh yeah. That's such a good question because literally y'all, I felt the exact same way. I think everybody 
feels this way at first because we have these preconceived notions of what selling is based in our experience and what people have said before. So selling is sleazy, selling is annoying. I don't want people to get the wrong impression about me. I once heard this person say, she said to only sell once a quarter and build community the rest of the time, right? And so we have these ideas of what selling is, but that's actually not the reality of it, right? Mm. So it's so hard to sell from that space, from those beliefs, from those thoughts. And with money mindset, selling is so intertwined to what we feel around money. If we feel worthy of it, um, if we feel like we take away money. And so selling is honestly hard AF when you have all those thoughts going through your head. So addressing that first. Yes. Oh, that is exactly where you need to start. Like you can't change your life if you don't change your paradigm. And if you have a bad relationship with selling, if it feels icky and like you want to shrink when you think when you're getting on a sales call, that's an indicator that you probably don't have the best relationship with selling and with money. Mm -hmm. So what are some like tangible steps that people can take to actually start to shift that relationship? Yeah, I love that. So here's the thing. This should bring you such peace and hopefulness. What you think isn't true. It's not factual. And so what I teach my clients and what I have to do for myself is to disprove and de like deconstruct the belief. So let's say you believe that when you have money, you are greedy or when you sell, um, you take away money or whatever that looks like you have to deconstruct it. So I'm going to go money equals greedy because that's connected to selling. So Perfect. say you had a boss, like I'll use my example. I had a boss. She had all the money in the world, like no raises, all this stuff. So my thoughts are money equals being greedy. And so what we have to do is we really have to deconstruct that belief. And what that looks like is finding opposite facts for the truth. And so I always talk about Oprah, like she is wealthy as fuck. And you know what? She's the least greedy person out there. Mm -hmm. So I have to train my mind, right? I have to deconstruct it that it's not money equals greediness. It's the person, right? And it's the same with selling. Why do you believe selling is annoying? You have to begin to just deconstruct it and then find the opposite facts. Your brain loves proof. Oh my gosh. Your brain loves proof. Find those opposite facts that are going to make you realize that your current reality is just not working for you anymore. <laughs> Yes. I love it. That's so true. And it's so funny that you said like the whole boss situation too, because now that I look back to when I was in corporate, the people who were like the top salespeople, which by the way, I was absolutely not one of them. <laughs> like no way was I one of them, but I look at, I looked at them and I thought like, oh, they're doing something wrong. Like they must be like lying to people. They must be doing X, Y, and Z to trick people into this, the cells. And when you just said that, like that, that hit home for me because I had that same belief that those people are greedy. Mm -hmm. And when I went into building my own business, it's like, you can't, you can't build your own business without selling. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the hard truth. The, you know, the unpretty truth, if you're not okay with sales, it's like, if you want to build a coaching business in particular, you got to sell. It's the backbone. <laughs> yeah. It's the very essence of running a business. I always tell people, you know, the very core of a business is you have something people buy from it. You make money without it. It's not a business. Now I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's just a hobby, but I want to say it's not a business and it's more than a hobby. So you have to take that leap and begin to sell and things will change. Marketing will change, you know, new personal development will come out. What will not change is selling because you have to have the skill set and the thoughts and beliefs to, you know, be an abundant person inside of your business. Yeah, it's so important. And I'm sure that you can vouch for this as well. Most clients that we work with, like that is their number one thing is they hate to sell. Even if they say like, oh, like I don't mind selling. They hate to sell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And let's actually talk on that for a second. Do you think that there's a difference between someone selling something that is for, let's say a corporation, right? Because I'm sure a lot of people don't have much of a problem selling, you know, makeup at Sephora or Mm -hmm. selling that, you know, really cute jean jacket. But when it comes to selling their own personal brand, they feel kind of icky about it. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah. So I feel like it, when it comes to selling into your personal brand, it is so entwined with our worth. I feel like we can separate selling a cup of coffee at Starbucks or, you know, at the flea market because it has really nothing to do with us. We're just trying to, you know, get paid and do an okay job, an okay job in our job. Yeah. Lots of jobs saying. Lots of jobs. (laughs) (laughs) But when it's our actual business, I feel like we get so caught up because it's an identity shift. It is like, oh, it's me. Like I'm, I'm selling myself and it brings up all the shit. I tell all my clients, entrepreneurship is really vulnerable. It brings up a lot of things you never thought you would have to work on. And so when you're selling, when you're selling your coaching or your offer, somehow we have associated it with our worth and who we are when that's really not the truth either. So I feel like there's that, ah, what are people going to think about me? Again, it's what's the impression that I'm giving. It's so interconnected to our identity. So much. Oh, you nailed it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. It's like entrepreneurship is literally like taking the biggest microscope and shining it on all of your shadows. And it's like, here I am. Here's all my traumas. And I got to work through them because I want this to be successful. So I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, there is this level of like, it's very personal. And mm-hmm. it, it is a part of your identity. You know, your, your business is just an extension of you mm-hmm. and, you know, hearing the words, no, you know, hearing the word, no, it's also, we've, we believe that to be really negative, mm-hmm. which personally I had to do a lot, a lot of work around that too, because I, I, by the way, anyone, if you're in a, if you are a coach and I don't know if Reagan, if you've read this book, but the prosperous coach. Have you read that book? So good. Yes, write it down. (laughs) It's so good. It's pretty old school, but the beliefs that or the um the principles that they teach are so are so good. And one thing that they say is yes lives in the land of no. And so Mm -hmm. if you're not hearing no's, you're also not hearing yeses. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is 
well, one, I want to see how like the best way to navigate the nose, right? When you're hearing nose, how do you not let that affect your self-worth? Mm-hmm. But also how can people start to hear less nose? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. These are such great questions. The first thing is don't let a no mean anything about you. The moment we get all worked up is because we take on the meaning of certain things that we don't necessarily need to. So let's say, you know, you have this launch goal and it's 10 people get in and you get two people in. like right at that moment, you have a choice. Does this launch mean anything about my long-term business and who I am as a coach? Yes or no. Right. And it's taking, you know, it's just taking control of that and just not letting it mean anything. So when you hear a no, just like, okay, cool. Thanks. Like bless and release and just move on and don't make it mean anything. And if you find yourself making it mean something, then we need to do some deeper work. Right? (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes. I love it. You said bless it and release it. Yeah. Bless and release it. Okay. Bless and release. Love it. (laughs) I heard heard so many no's when I first got it started and I'll kind of intertwine that with what you can do to hear less no's um, is this besides your ideal client because if you're coaching I'm sure you know what your ideal client is their pain points what motivates them where to find them that's all great but what if you focus more of the qualities of the person you want to attract so are they people who are committed who are hardworking, who don't need hand-holding who come prepared to say yes like really take a time to think about the qualities of the people you want to bring in and journal on it and meditate on it and make it make it a part of your routine to call in those clients. I started hearing no less and less when I totally changed my perspective of who I wanted to work with. And that also comes with, you know, taking ownership of where you can level up as well. So do Mm. you ghost people? Do you pay your invoices late? Do you X, Y, and Z? And what ways can you grow yourself? And what ways can you call in people for their qualities and who they are? And that will shift hugely. It totally will. Yeah. Honestly, you truly are just a reflection. Like the clients you're attracting is just a reflection of you. And that goes to another thing. If you're not attracting any clients, maybe that's because you don't feel worthy of them, or it also could be, you don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have the confidence to guide them. And so people are also not going to have that confidence in you. They're not, they're not going to trust you. So yeah, I think that that's really important to touch on as well as having this confidence going into like a sales call so that you can yeah. att- not only attract, but also sign the clients that are there in front of you. And I have to say, Reagan, like you are just oozing with so <laughs> much confidence. Like it, it truly is just the passion and confidence is so there in your voice. I can feel it. And I feel like that also might have something to do with why you're signing high ticket clients regularly and why you teach people now how to do that as well. So if someone's like getting on a sales call and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm shaking because this was me. Like when I was first getting on sales calls, like shaking, sweating, (laughs) like red, red hot. It was awful. I hated it. But then I obviously learned to love it because it excited me. It was giving me an opportunity to take a stand for someone else's worth. But if someone was like, yeah, I hate to sell getting on a sales call. is just not my thing. 
how can someone start to feel like uber confident when they are getting onto a sales call? I love that. Yeah. If you're not shaking in your boots for your first sales call, like who are you? Right. What? (laughs) I remember my first sales call. I had the script on one side of my computer. I had practiced it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So nervous. Um, so when it comes to sales calls, a couple of things before you go into it, because before you go into it, it's just as important as who you are on the call. So take a moment and detach. And what this kind of looks like is a couple deep breaths and getting back to detachment, knowing that money's coming on its way, dream clients are on their way, and you can never, you know, lose that dream client. You can, you're not going to miss out on anything. What is done is already done. And that brings me such comfort. Like I have nothing to prove, right? Go from this neediness to get the sale, the needing to prove, like let that go. And so it's just breathe, maybe dance it out. Like I will blast Lizzo and I will move my body. And I have a sticky note and it says my only intention is to serve, right? Mm. So setting that intention, moving your body, breathing, and just knowing that what is meant for you can never be passed can give you such comfort. Now on the call, this is what I need you to remember. You have to be a listener. You have to be present with them. There's so many sales calls where people just have loads of questions to ask and they're just thinking about, is she going to say yes? Is she going to sign this contract? Just know, tune out and tune into them. Ooh, that is good. I should try that. Was- that. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> why I feel myself. <laughs> Love it. Um, yes. Okay. I took myself to church. Okay. I'm back. (laughs) But really just listen to them, right? If you can make them feel seen and heard, then you are going to blow them away. And don't be afraid to coach them a little bit and not coach them, giving them tips and tricks for their business, but when it comes to their belief about themselves. So If I see someone and we're getting to that objection and they're like, it's a money thing. I always like to be like, okay, is it the actual money or is it a fear? Right. And so usually they'll tell me it's a little bit of both, right? It's the actual money a little bit, but really it's the fear that if I pay this, it won't come back to me. If I, um, like, what if I fail, like all these things and being willing to just be there with them and walk them through fear. I kind of babbled. That was amazing. (laughs) Literally, I was, I started to take notes because there's something like, I want to do follow-up questions on a couple of different of those things. Um, One of the first ones was here, like hearing a no and having that detachment when going into a call. This is wildly important. My, my loves, I, I really want you to understand this because your worth is not determined on the answer that someone gives you. (laughs) You are so unconditionally worthy without a yes or a no. And so let's just get that like really solid, like build off of that foundation that your worth is unconditional, no matter what. Now, when you're hearing a no, this is honestly something that you can celebrate because Mm -hmm. as Reagan was saying, if you're hearing a no, that just means that that person was not meant for you mm-hmm. and in some divine way. And if you, and you can find so much comfort and so much trust and hope in that, as you said, and that's so good because 
it's so, it's so easy to be like, oh, I heard a no. And what the fuck? This is awful. Worst day ever. <laughs> and then, and then you're just kind of like, you know, feeling so down on yourself when the reality is like, that is actually a really good thing because those people were not your soulmate client. That was not, you were not meant to serve them yet. Right. That doesn't mean they're not going to come back, but that no, it's not just a no, it's also a seed planted. And mm-hmm. that seed planted one day just might sprout up <laughs> and become a beautiful flower that you get to coach. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that was really important to touch on. Now, the other thing that you're talking about was like listening. Mm -hmm. A sales call is honestly like not about selling. (laughs) It is so not about selling your pitch. This is an opportunity for you to crack, crack your, you know, potential client open like an egg so they can like spill out and vent to you about everything that is going on in their life. Like that is the best way for a a sales call to go is when they feel so confident and so comfortable Mm -hmm. and so willing to open up to you. Oh, that's where the magic happens. Do you want to touch a little bit more on that? Oh, absolutely. Think about this way. Your sales call, if you do sales calls, is where you can hold space for this person when probably a lot of people aren't holding space for this person. So they're not like talking to their partner probably about this or their best friend or, you know, their coworkers because they are just in the mix of seeing, okay, can I get my health together? Right. Or can I work on my money mindset? Can I, you know, get this yoga practice off the ground? Like they're having all of these thoughts. So if you can create a space where you can ask really amazing questions to get them thinking and then listening to them, you might be the only person doing that for them at that, and that point in their life. And that has the potential to completely change the game for them. And, you know, like Sarah said, like, it's all about just letting them be them in this call and really just holding that space. Yeah, it it really is. And it can honestly be that simple sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you ask one question and all of a sudden it's like word vomit. They're telling you about everything that's going on in their life. And you're just like, yes, give it to me. I want it. I want it all because you want to hold that space for them, as you said. And it's also like, you're probably one of the only people that can really understand them and Mm -hmm. really, and really get what they're going through. Because I know most coaches, I know for myself, you're probably coaching them because you were experiencing that pain in your life at some point. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so it's like, you're, you're not just selling to them. Like you're, you're giving them a solution to a problem that you have, like you have the answers and it's your duty. It's your duty to provide that for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what selling is. It's mm-hmm. literally the exchange of here's your problem. I see your problem. I've had that problem. Let's get you out of there. Let's completely change the way you see yourself in whatever industry you are, because yeah. that's what selling is. And when you don't sell, what you're really doing, and this is a little harsh, is you're letting other people, other people are selling. So yeah. really you're just passing up this opportunity anyways, right? Yeah. If you don't sell, I'm going to be selling. 
Mm-hmm. And they'll probably hop in my academy, right? Because I'm not afraid. Because I really want that mission, that legacy that I believe my clients are capable of to have. And I do that by selling, by pitching myself yeah. all the time. Mm, so good. I agree. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not doing it, someone else is right. Yeah. And if you know, you have an incredible solution to someone's problem, girl, gift it to them. Like <laughs> that, that is so you, that is for you, you know, and, and you're, you're getting called to do this work because there are people out there who need you, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. My next question for you, Reagan is, um, and like I said earlier, you ooze confidence. <laughs> Now, were you someone that's just like a natural born leader or because you said you like went into what you got your undergrad in leadership? Yeah. So I uh, minored in leadership, minored in leadership. Was that like your calling? Like, did you were you came out the womb and you're like, I'm here to be a leader. (laughs) What was that process to become a leader like for you? That is such a good cue. I don't know if anyone has ever asked me that, but I don't (laughs) think like, it was just like, like, you know, this feeling like I'm going to go out and lead. I also, I always used to tell people like, I like to be the back end girl. Like I I don't, I don't want to be like that front, like all through high school, um, in college, like, you know, public speaking, being like the face of it was never my thing. And I think it was a story, right? And totally, you know, like we have these stories. Um, and so when it became to my business, I think it was just out of like, this is what I want. I had clarity on what I want and I was willing to do super uncomfortable things like talk on my stories, lives, all that, because my mission was so big. And so naturally, as you do stuff, you get better at stuff and leading becomes easier. And then also I'm always filling myself up with books and podcasts and coaching, like self-development junkie over here. So I think it's like this natural um, progression, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Cause that was the like same story and it makes sense. Why? Because like attracts like, and here we are, (laughs) but yeah, like I, I think that I, I I was definitely not, I would say an introvert. However, I was not an extrovert. <laughs> like I was nicely, comfortably somewhere in the middle of there. Right. <laughs> and, and so when I stepped into, I, I, I'll go back to my corporate job. I just always like did a, did a good job, you know, like I, I went there and I did my job and I did it well. And I think that because of just that alone, it was like, oh, wow. Like she doesn't slack off. She's going to be a leader one day. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see that in myself. And so you touched on a very, very important topic, which is, which is the stories we tell about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're so addicted to them. Like so <laughs> addicted to these stories, right? Oh my God. Yes, we are. And I want to know your perspective on like, how can someone who is is maybe they're claiming like, oh, I'm not good at public speaking. I'm an introvert. I am just not good at sales, right? All those stories. Like how can they just break free from that prison? Mm, Yeah. So there's a couple of things. The first thing is I really feel like action breeds clarity. Action breeds 
you know, just like the transformations you're seeking. So you have an option to sit and have these stories on a repeat, but you also have an option to test waters, to just experiment, right? Mm. What if it was just an experiment? What if you were an introvert, but you also were the most amazing um, service provider? Like it's always this either or situation I see with people like, you know, either I have lots of money and, you know, not a great family or either I'm an introvert and I'm not good at sales when really it doesn't have to be like that. It can be an and situation, right? Like it's not black and white. You guys, I'm like clapping my hands over here because (laughs) this is, this is literally like, you're preaching to the choir right now. Yeah. This is not like, you don't get to be one or the other. You get to be and all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we all play like different roles in our life, right? Like I'm sure that you show up here on this podcast differently than you show up with your boyfriend, husband, husband, husband. Yeah. You know, you probably show up differently with him than you do with your clients. I would Mm -hmm. assume so. Yeah, Um, Just like a little, just a little. (laughs) And so it's okay for you to like be an introvert, but also be incredible at selling your offer to people. You know, I mean, there are actually, I've seen people who specialize in helping introverts sell because like it's possible, you know, just because you're an introvert, that does not mean by any means you cannot have a successful business and sign clients. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And something I tell my clients is what are the thoughts that you need to have that are going to set you up for success? So if you're like, oh my gosh, Reagan, you're good at selling. Well, what do you think I think about? What do you think are the thoughts that I choose to have? And what are ways that you can begin to rewire the way you think about yourself? And it takes a lot of time, y'all. It is a muscle you have to build, right? Mm -hmm. This is not like one day I woke up and I was like, I'm so great at sales. Like, no, I really had to work through my thoughts, but I also had to take action. The only reason I got better at sales is because I pitched myself wrong so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have the willingness, like you said earlier, to experiment, you guys. Like, Reagan, I don't know about you, but I look back at my Instagram stories from when I first started in this world and I'm like, cringe, like literally cringeworthy. <laughs> And now I look at my stories. I'm like, God damn, like, okay, (laughs) I have, I have grown, you know, but I wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have the willingness to take action, to experiment, to test it out. And it's just like, yeah, action breeds transformation Mm -hmm. and you got to have the willingness to fail and sound like a complete, (laughs) complete fool getting on your stories and getting on a sales call in order for you to get to where you do want to go. Yeah, absolutely. You don't like wake up and know how to ride a bike or mm-hmm. swim. Like these are skill sets that you practice, you get support and you go out again and again. And then eventually it's autopilot. It's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. That's how sales is. Like the first couple months, it's a little rocky. You're trying something new. You're learning. You're trying to figure out your flow too. Cause there's something to be said about your own intuition. Um, and then you get better and then you can do autopilot. Like I could do a sales call right after this and probably close it because it's so natural, yeah. but it's only natural because I've developed the skill set. Yeah. 
You're so right. <laughs> like, so right. And yeah, a, a little rocky, right? A little rocky when you're first starting out. So now that you're listening to this podcast and you know that that is the case, you know that every single coach out there, when they first started selling, it was a little rocky. Can you be okay with that? Can you just <laughs> embrace, right? What is it like? Enjoy where you are and um, the space between where you are and where you want to go. Lovely. Care something like I to- totally butchered it. <laughs> I said, I thought that sounded great. <laughs> cool, awesome. We're rolling with it. Can you just embrace this time and and know and trust that like as long as you keep taking the action, as long as you um, start choosing thoughts that are actually supportive of the reality you're looking to create for yourself, that you're gonna get there. Mm, so true. There's something to be said about being patient. Um, and this totally rocked my world when I was like, oh, I get to really, you know, write a different story about what my success is. And here's the thing. You're on your way. It's already done. Why don't you just enjoy the process? What if you didn't get 10 people in your group program? Because honestly, you couldn't support 10 people, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if you said no and you found out, you know, that client signed on with a different coach and didn't pay her, con- like her invoices. Like there's something to be said about being patient and enjoying the ride. We, the biggest thing for me was when I decided to just enjoy the process and love myself now and worthy and feel good before the outcome rather than waiting for the outcome to feel all those things. There's such a huge difference of feeling and just being magnetic really from that space. Yeah. That's, that is literally what pleasurable success is all about. You know, I I say probably, I feel like I end up saying this some point on every single podcast, (laughs) (laughs) every single episode I say this, it's fine. You're not here to like, you're not worthy in the future, right? Worthiness is a now experience Mm -hmm. and you get to be happy today. And now you get to love yourself today here. And now, not once you got that sale, not once you filled your, you know, had a 10 K month, like, no, the more you can love and enjoy the process, the more you're going to feel that feeling of having that 10 K month, that that feeling that you feel you're currently lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just be real. If you are not happy now, honey, you ain't going to be happy at a 10 K month. That's mm-hmm. the truth because you're always going to be yearning for what's next. And you're totally skipping over the most beautiful unfolding, right? The client you get to coach now, the money you have now, like the way you show up now, like that all counts. It's that compound, you know, effect or whatever. Mm, oh my gosh. Reagan, I'm so glad we this is now going in this direction because this is so important for anyone who's going into the world of entrepreneurship, particularly online coaching. You guys, <laughs> you get to enjoy where you're at while striving for something more. In addition to that, if having that lack, like Reagan said, if you're feeling lack right, right now, if you're feeling unfulfilled right now, the money is not going to make you feel fulfilled. Money cannot make you feel anything. Only you can do that. So I want, I would love, love, love your outlook on that around how people are always like chasing the next biggest month. Like, oh, I want a 5K month. I want a 10K month. I want a 50K thousand dollar billion bajillion, you know, all the numbers. They're just... <laughs> 
Loved it. We're just having a good old time. <laughs> what are words? <laughs> I love it. But so they're always striving for the next best thing, which is awesome. Like I'm here for it. I'm a huge goal setter too, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not loving yourself throughout the process. So would you like to speak even more to that? Yeah. I would say first, why are you even going after a 50k month? What does that even mean to you? What I see happening a lot in this industry is we're looking at everyone else at the benchmarks. What is success? What is an in-demand coach? What is X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, why do you care? What does mm-hmm. it even, what would a 50k month even mean to you? What are you striving for? So first, just take a moment and look at your goals and say, are these my actual goals? Or is this some like preconceived notion of what success is? The, yep. the cool thing about your business is you get to create that. And in corporate world, success is like very much like, I want to say classified. That's not the word I'm looking for, but y'all pick yeah. up. Yeah. It's cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah. And so don't let the coaching industry be the same. Yeah. Right. Don't let the creating your business be the same of what a mark of success is. What is success to you? I think that's a great place to start. I mean, and, and, and why, like, what's yeah. the point? Right. Mm. Yeah. I ask the same thing to every single one of my clients and I remind them all the time. Why do you want five people to coach? Right. What is that bringing to you? What is the feeling that that's going to bring to you? Because with any goal, typically it's a feeling, right? Whether it's safety, security, fulfillment, purpose, impact, like it's usually a feeling that that money, right? Or reaching that sales goal is going to bring to you. So are you going to allow yourself to feel that now since you have that superpower? (laughs) You have the superpower of cultivating the feeling without anything outside of you. Like it can all come from within you. Mm. And the more you do that, the more you are going to attract. And that's what building an attraction-based business is really all about. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same for selling or anything in your business. How can you feel like it's a done deal? How can you feel safe now? What are ways, what does that look like for you? Like what are tangible ways this can happen? Because again, going into a sales call and you already feel safe around money and around your mission and the way you pitch yourself, and the way you hold yourself and your ability to listen, that is felt mm-hmm. rather than white knuckling everything. It's a completely different type of energy. And even if you're like energy, what the, people can feel it. Have you ever been in a room where someone's just like in a bad mood? They don't say you can feel it. Have you ever been in a room where someone's nervous? You can feel it. Right. So it's the same type of thing. Oh yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I've, I've been on like on the opposite end of being sold to. Right. And like, I mean, I have so much compassion and so much empathy for people who are selling to me nowadays, even if it's, you know, kind of like a, not the best way to approach me, you know, you you gotta come from this place of like, okay, they're, they're, they're trying, they're learning, they're just figuring things out. And I can like, from my personal experience, right. Like you gotta kind of be in that place of like, not really knowing what you're doing in order to get to a place where you do know what you're doing. Right. But 
the strategy is only one piece to the puzzle. The strategy of how to sell to people is literally just like, yeah, a tiny little piece of the biggest thing. And like, I've been sold to, I've been on a sales call with someone before and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) they don't, like they don't trust themselves at all. Mm -hmm. And when they don't trust themselves, I'm not going to trust them either. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I want to touch back on like the energy of a leader Mm. because you have that I've developed that. How can we like, what is that energy? You know, there's, Mm -hmm. I, and I can think of some little tangible things of like, wow, this person, like she, she got that. She's got that magic, (laughs) you know? So what, what do you think that is like the energy of a leader? I love that. I feel like an energy of the leader is self-trust because really I talk about this a lot. Like one, the key to being a successful entrepreneur and someone who's lead is your ability to trust yourself, right? Your ability to show up, your ability to do your specific skill set, your ability to ride the emotions, your ability to stand for what you value, like a leader is someone who trusts themselves, right? And really the energy of a leader is a leader who's all about like transformation for people. And when you think about someone who trusts themselves and someone who is ready to help people trans, like have their big transformation, it's just really magnetic. It's like that person, she's confident. She trusts herself. I can trust her, but she also sees me hears me cares for me and I can buy into that right Mm -hmm. yeah it is magnetic and there's something to be said about a woman who is so in her power Mm, you know she trusts herself she believes in herself she feels worthy she feels deserving right like all of those things that is so like it's such a energetic exchange One thing that you also really touched on that I actually would love to dive into with you is like that borderline between being a leader, but also being inviting Mm, because, because I've been, I've also been on a sales call with someone who was like almost too in your face, right? Like they're too much of a leader and you're like, ah, hold up, (laughs) hold the phone. (laughs) So And I think that's a a really beautiful thing that particularly like a a coach can provide because you do have to have this sense of like empathy and understanding and be very welcoming for that person. So what is kind of like your outlook on having that boundary between being a leader, but also being relatable? Yeah. So I always like when I get asked these questions or when I ask my clients these questions, I always like to ask people like think about an experience where you were just blown away with how that person spoke to you. Like, what were they like? How did they act? What, like, what was, you know, what was their level of, you know, professionalism, but fun. Right. And to kind of begin to reverse engineer that. Right. Because think about it being inviting doesn't mean you lack boundaries. It's this whole, the whole point of probably your coaching is to have a community. And it's just really just saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm a human. I'm not better than you. You're at my, like, like eye level. Let's talk. Like Mm. this is a safe space, right? Like same thing with being genuine. What does being genuine actually mean to you? Like when you see someone being genuine, reverse engineer, what is that person like? I always like to think about leadership in that way and that kind of that inviting part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could not agree with you more. I think it's like, you're, you're having this belief in yourself while also believing in the person that you're speaking to. Like you, maybe they can't see their power yet, but you see it in them. And so you're going to almost like activate the leader in them by showing them like, I'm a reflection of you right now. This is what's possible. And yeah, I feel like that it's like, you believe in yourself while also believing them to be just as magical as you. (laughs) That's so true. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on, you know, like a sales call. It's just in that moment, holding space for them because you might be the only person that is willing to allow them to explore what that, you know, that next level of themselves really looks like. And being Mm -hmm. a leader is really about like having people come up with you, right? That you're not just, you know, on your high horse, like, mm-hmm. look at me, I run a multiple six figure business. No, it's like, hey, I actually want to teach you how to run a seven figure business, right? Like, give you them that leg up. And I like what you said, just being a mirror to what they're capable of. Totally. Mm, yes. All right, y'all. This was so good. I'm going to ask you one last question, Miss Reagan. I ask every single podcast guest this question. So here it is. How can the listeners make their success filled with so much pleasure? How can they love the process of their success? Mm, I love this. So when I think about that, I would say it is just to love what you're doing and to love yourself. So when we're in business, we can get so caught up in everything that we need to be doing, the strategy, the milestones, but really to love that just unfolding and who you're becoming and just being so proud of that version of you right now, right? Not looking to the past, not looking to the future, but just having a moment and be like, wow. I'm so powerful. I'm so incredible. What I do is amazing. And this is just the beginning. And I feel like that shift, that belief, that love, it's just going to make such a beautiful unfolding. Yeah. Fall in love with the unfolding of your journey because the journey, my loves, is everything. Um, And I love that. Love what you do and love yourself. That's so powerful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Yes, it was. I know. I don't want to end it, but oh, we're we're at time here. So any any last words that you want to say to the listeners today? You got this. Go and sell your heart out. Go pitch yourself. People need you. It's all good. Don't overthink it. That's what I would have to say. Like if you want to get good at selling, if you want to get booked out, what if you committed four times a week to pitching yourself in some way, shape or form? Like go and do the damn thing. Go do it. You heard the woman. Woo. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you know what to do. Take a little screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag Reagan and I, I love you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Pleasurable Success Podcast. If you vibed with me and this episode, please be sure to share it with someone who you know will benefit from it and take a little screenshot, post it on IG and be sure to tag me at Sarah Rose underscore D. That way I can say what's up and slide in your DMs. And of course, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified on when the next episode drops and that you're not missing out. Get out there, illuminate this world with your magic and remember how worthy you are of having it all.